this week's edition of BPM Pod. I'm your host, Ashley Scrace Vendel. Thank you very much for joining us again as we take a look behind people's music, some of the unsung talent that's out there. And of course, joining me as always is Chris Weinhardt. How are you doing, sir? Good morning, everybody. Hope you are doing fine, everybody. I, I'm doing quite well. Thank you very much, Ashley. How are you? Um, yeah, not too bad. Uh, we've all been a bit sick, but we've uh, got over it, and it is not the dreaded virus that uh, that people keep freaking out about. So that's all good. But otherwise, pretty dull week. But I was messaging you in the week, and you said you've got lots to tell me. Hell and yeah. when we even jumped on this call, you were so excited. So I'm going <laughs> to hand it over to you, actually. So what I'm, have you been up to? I'm going to punch the air right now. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> Let me push up my mic input gain so somebody... Maybe the listeners can hear. Uh, um, there's uh, nothing. There's now just a man uh, flapping Jesus. microphone. <laughs> okay, so I tried. Please put in some uh, air I'll whoosh in, sounds. I'll put in a sound effect of... <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, I've, I've been pretty busy. Like, work, that's boring, right? But what I actually did, like the most... Uh, exciting thing that happened to me i booked a a a master class i don't know what that word actually means a kind of a lesson a lecture with yakira yamaoka last saturday who is the composer for silent hill listeners who have been listening for quite some time will know that i am a huge geek and i do love me my silent hill and having like the opportunity to listen to the the master himself made my penis go very hard so (laughs) i jumped on that (laughs) i just uh, i just saw ashley's reaction to, to, to my to my words Um, (laughs) so so yeah i did that and it cost me quite some money but dude what better way to invest than in your future right in your in your knowledge Mm. so so i did that it was three hours of listening to the guy talking about his workflow talking about musical theory like the dude actually went to the core of music itself right not just okay this is a c and this is a a, an octave above above but rather he went like this is 440 hertz and this is what 440 hertz sound like and if you put that an octave above you have 880 hertz and this sounds like this and this is a like a clean interval right and if you do some shit like like a six or or both the sevens like a minor seven and a major it seven sound a bit they, it sounds a bit off right right like they they they, they have this kind of tension uh, mm. to the to the root note right and and he started to compare because yakira yamaoka or Akira San, how we uh, could call him, um, he he compared this like basically like the 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 tension between between intervals. He compared it to because he is a huge fan of of putting sound effects and samples in his works. 
he compared like how different samples affect each other, right? So he treated not the like the frequencies within the samples, but the samples itself like frequencies in a in a different manner, right? There is a there is the Fletcher Munchen curve. Have you Fletcher Munchen? Have you ever heard of that? No, not at all. Fletcher Munson curve. It is basically the curve. I hope I'm not fucking this up. Um, like the relation which our ears, as a human, can like hear different frequencies. If we mm. want to hear frequencies at the same loudness, like high low frequencies at the f- same loudness as high frequencies, right? We have to turn low frequencies up. Yeah, that's the Fletcher Munson curve. And mm. and Akira Ramoka, he started to like put sound effects in in relation to this curve. If you mm. want to have a like a sound effect that sounds pleasing to the ear, you just can't have loud squeaky noises. You have to put low frequency rumble noises in there. Underneath, and, yeah. Yeah, dude, it, 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 like re- it was really now scientific. you say it. Well, now you say it, it makes sense actually. It, like, it does it, make it, sense? But I've never thought about it. Dude, like, and this is exactly this was my reaction. Like I watched this Japanese tiny man talk about it, and I was like, "Yeah, I, oh, of course, yeah." <laughs> but yeah, I've never sat down just, and explained it, and, and actually thought about it. He just, he, dude, he he took he took three sounds, put them together, and he just he said, "This is basically like a chord, the low, mm. the the low part of the of the of the sound is like the root note." And the middle part is like the third, and there's like the fifth. So every sound effect you you make to make it appealing to the human ear, you have to treat it like a chord. Fletcher Munson curve, dude. That's cool. For some people out there, that that's basic shit, right? But for me, I never thought about it, and I I for I could I started to translate it into my mixes, right? Because my by my mixes for my band were always lacking bass. And now I know why, because my, my room isn't treated well. So my my bass gets exaggerated, but it isn't actually there in the mix, mm. right? Mm. Because my if I do, my room starts to vibrate or mm. resonate. Mm. But that's a sound that isn't actually in my mixes and in my songs. And I have to put that in there mm. to actually fill the Fletcher Munson curve. So he's a he's a he's a huge fan of German industrial sounds and German industrial music, right? And I I was the because I, when I heard that I was like we had a like a group chat and I was able to to type in there the holy shit I didn't expect to hear something about my my home city hometown this evening talking about Berlin, right? And the um there was a gal who translated everything for him because he's Japanese and his English isn't quite as fluid um she 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 like she picked up on it she picked up on me writing about berlin and my home city so i was in that in that like huge ass zoom call with 14 people i was the only one allowed to actually elaborate on my comment and indirectly speak to him uh, because he was asking, so what, what is he talking? What is he talking about? And I was like, oh, I'm I'm coming from Berlin, and uh, this makes me very very happy to hear, as a fan of of your music, uh, Akira Yamoka, to to hear you talking about German bands because nobody talks about German fucking industrial bands, right? No, 
<laughs> Even German industrial bands don't talk about yeah. German industrial yeah, bands. Yeah, it's, it's an unwritten rule. We don't talk about you. It's, dude, it's like the first and second rule of Fight Club, right? Um, <laughs> so I was uh, very happy to, to speak to him indirectly through a translator. And, and as I said, uh, yeah, I, we are very, a, a very weird kind of species in, in Germany when it comes to industrial music. But thank you very much. I'm, I'm very glad to hear that one of my personal musical idols is a fan of German music. And I, 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 I think arigato means thank you in Japanese. So I tried to, to, to do that. And, and the translator women did a very good job of doing her thing and said arigato multiple times and i understood that and and akira san himself started to laugh so i my little geek heart grew twice in size and came out of my chest so yeah i, I was a very happy nerd that evening you're listening to bpm pod so what's coming up on the episode today we're gonna blitz through the fact or fiction quiz in a minute which i'm gonna quiz chris on then we're going to review some of the stuff that's on the BPM pod playlist. we got our guest coming up later on, a guitar virtuoso and overall cool dude that we caught up with, a guy called Olivier Yuri, and we will be talking to him soon. Then we're going to talk about some of the stuff we've been listening to and we'll submit some songs to the Desert Island playlist. But first, fact or fiction, it's your time. Your turn. Sorry, oh, yeah. Chris. And I didn't, I didn't cheat because in our script, Ashley left me a note. Don't you dare fucking cheat because he left the actual link in there and I did not. So I, I'm not pretending I don't know anything. So hit me as, as hard as you can. Here we go. Fact or fiction. So this week's fact or fiction is on rock star deaths. I'm gonna present awesome. This is metal as fuck. Three to you, and you have to tell me whether they happened as I've described them or not. So I might yeah. have changed a small detail here and there, or they might be completely true. So see what you think. Number one is the death of John Entwistle, one of my like musical icons from a band I love, The Who. He was their bassist, Thunderfingers. John Entwistle, or The Ox, as he was also called. Probably the best bassist that's ever lived, at least in a rock band uh, format. So um, anyway, he died uh, in, I can't remember what year now, he died in 2002, I think it was in June Dude, that's awesome build-up right now. <laughs> and anyway, he's fucking dead. <laughs> he's dead, <laughs> and we've lost a great talent, unfortunately, because he wouldn't have even been that old. I think he was like 60-something when he died. So anyway. So, here's how he died. He died in a hotel, and he was found with a stripper slash exotic dancer. And uh, he was known to like brandy and uh, cocaine, and he just took too much of them, uh, went to bed, and uh, died. But this is the detail that I want the fact or fiction bit on. He was found to have been sipping shots of brandy from the hooker's anus. Apart from me wanting to go out that way, I, dude, that has to be true, right? It is I, true. I, well, allegedly true. So you'll get a point for it. But <laughs> is that what, the, what is a stripper telling that story? 
So there are some internet rumors that have persisted since that he would do a line. Hang on, of hang cocaine. on. Before be, before we before we do yeah, that, yeah. he he took the like the shots out of the the stripper's anus. Now okay. this this has not been clarified. So he did die after doing coke and sipping brandy with a hooker, and he died at some time during his sleep. But the activity that led towards that has been disputed. So there we go. So true, he died in. Uh, Rather dubious circumstances involving a hooker, alcohol, and cocaine. That's Um, awesome. Your next one, uh, Michael Edwards, who was the former Electronic Light Orchestra cellist, if you know ELO. I love ELO. On um, September 3rd, I can't remember what year, 2014 or something like that, he was uh, driving down the road and a runaway tractor hit his car and killed him. Oh, that's a hard one. Because... To me, that's, that sounds totally possible. A runaway tractor. So there wasn't a dude in the tractor? No, just a runaway tractor. Just hit his car. Uh, I want to say it's true, but I'm going with it as false. It is false, because the real death is so much more bizarre. He was <laughs> driving in Devon in England, and out of nowhere, a runaway something did hit his car and kill him. It was a hay bale. Now, you know when they make hay go in sort of like cylinder shapes, a bit like this, really, a bit like this bit here. Uh, This is bad podcast material, but they sort of put hay into balls, like into these big balls. Like that's a like that's a cliche Western thing, right? When there's a bale of hay, like exactly. And he was driving along a highway, and a ball of hay ran down a hill and happened to perfectly cross the highway as his car was there. Instantly killing him. That's such a such an unfortunate way to die. <laughs> I, I, if, dude, imagine yourself like standing up there on that cloud, looking down on your body, and just going, "Oh, <laughs> couldn't have been like I don't know, like a bear or exactly, <laughs> yeah, a, a, and a f- cocaine from a hooker's ass." Finally. The last one. Fact or fiction, Keith Ralph of the Yardbirds. He was playing guitar in his basement and he didn't properly ground his electric guitar and he also didn't realise he'd left the gas on. And so, cue, a rather large explosion. (laughs) Is that true or false? did get shocked by my guitar from an... Was it it unground, not uh, correctly ground wire? Mm. So I think that part of the story has to be true because that can happen so the the guitar like short was it is short wired and and it produced a spark and that ignited the, the spark the gas. and ignited a gas line dude since that story is awesome i'm going to say that's true i hope it's true it is true he was Hell practicing fucking yeah <laughs> he was practicing in his recording studio in the basement He didn't properly ground his electric guitar and was standing over a hidden gas line near his fireplace. Cue large explosion and death. What year were we talking? 1972. So you did well. You got them all right, actually. Well done. Your fact or fiction trio, you got correct. Hell yeah. 100%. You know a lot about death and rock stars. Fact or fiction. (laughs) 
still to come a bit later on, we'll speak to our guest, Olivier Yuri, and we'll do the Desert Island playlist, submit a few songs there, and have a quick talk just about things we've caught up with here and there. But first, it's time where we pick our three random tracks from the BPM pod Unsung Heroes playlist and give them a little review. And this week is no different. So track number one is a song called Doodlin by someone called Enrec. So, Enric, uh, I don't know uh, this artist actually very much at all, and this is the first time I've actually been introduced to any stuff by this artist, so completely new perspective on this. And uh, this song, Doodling, starts well. Um, it's, it's kind of got this nice jazzy vibe at the beginning that's quite soothing, and uh, he experiments a lot with beatboxing and kind of almost like a cappella kind of stuff, which is really cool. I, I quite like that a lot. And there's some really solid harmonies like here and there. He's clearly harmonized with himself. And I really liked that for about the first minute. Unfortunately for me, it, it, it was actually stress inducing. I've got to admit, after a minute or so. Um, this song, I think, is only about four minutes long, uh, but it felt like it was about ten minutes long. There was just lots going on. Um, and I'm all for people experimenting and doing different things here and there and trying to mix up styles and things like that. But there's just too many ideas in one space. There's too many melody changes, too many genre changes, too many vocal changes for a song of four minutes. And I really actually found it stressful like to listen to like it really made me quite stressed um which i don't think is the idea at all because it's actually a kind of a cool song it's got some nice like keyboard vibes there and stuff like that but it all just gets lost in this it's just overproduced massively overlayered and overproduced for me mm. um mm. and yeah so i don't know what you think about it but i i I admire the techniques, some of the techniques here, but the overall sort of finished product, I really didn't enjoy. The, the, yeah, I, 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 I totally agree. Um, because, the, like, yeah, like you said, the, te the techniques are, are like uh, virtuoso stuff, right? But the, I don't know much about beatboxing. I do listen sometimes to um, the Pete Box, who's an awesome beatboxer. You do, you should check totally out. Fugi in D and B minor, so drum and bass minor. I'll, I'll send you that link later. Dude, this is fucking awesome, right? So th this is my point of reference for for beatboxing. Uh, but I, th well, I was wondering if maybe because we're as listeners aren't used to so much 
vocal tracks in a mm. regular song if the issue might have been the mixing mm. maybe like the 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 um the problematic frequencies which are uh, about like i think it's, it's 5k or something mm. around mm. there maybe they stack up and they add to the overall um like the density of the track and maybe that's what our ear uh, what what makes our uh, like fatigues our ears after mm. such a short time mm. uh, I'm, ju I'm just guessing right because because the track itself yeah there's a lot of there's a lot in there like layered voices holy crap and it's awesome like the, the techniques itself like you said are cool but maybe it's it's not a thing about the actual thing that that has been recorded but mm. how it has been mixed mm. yeah because i just found it very grating like it was really tiring yeah. to like yeah. listen to yeah yeah, um, yeah 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 and 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 it is proven that the ear fatigues right after uh, there's for for all you producers out there and people who start producing you have to take breaks to actually make proper adjustments after mm. a I think even after half an hour, your ears start to fatigue and you start to lose the ability to properly judge frequencies around the the, the frequencies that the human ear likes to uh, likes mm. the, the most, right? Mm. So maybe there's just too much in there. It's not an actual pr like problem, whatever, with the with the sound, but with the mixing. Mm. Could be, for sure. Could be, right? Second on the list was a song called Feel Like I Am by Ala Egitian. much to say on this one i must admit we pick these songs at random by the way i should probably just say so some weeks we have a lot to say last week we did on one song in particular um because we loved it but this week i must admit not so much um as you know so it goes um for this one pretty standard singer songwriter song guitar vocals guitar sound is pretty clear clean and crisp i think it's recorded pretty well i actually like the guitar sound very much Sounds uh, actually like she's next to me playing it, which I really love. You can hear these uh, 
sort of finger scrapes and stuff like that. And I like that in songs. I don't like it when people clean that out, actually. Listen to that, you fucking EDM producers who are using guitar plugins. You actually need to have the real noises in there. It yeah, makes this I, song I, sound I, so much better because it's an actual fucking creak. instrument. I love hearing the wood creak, hear their nails hit like the body and stuff. I love it. Like it, It's just way more genuine. Yeah. Um, but I think this song just isn't very memorable. I found it lyrically to be quite weak and I think it just fell on too many sort of cliches like now this isn't me saying I can write a better song and I even wrote this in the notes that we have when we prepare for this it's still better than most things I write and it still sounds better than everything I record but um but for me I just think there's just nothing too memorable about it mm. So I'm not a fan of the singer-songwriter genre, like the usual, that's what I wrote in my notes. I I, I, don't, I don't know why we're friends, by the way, if you're not a fan of this, because that's basically <laughs> me. But there we go. No, it's not, because you you switch. Uh, I've been to your gig. There's an episode where I took over the podcast. Yeah, I remember. Anyway. <laughs> no, uh, but I, 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 I don't, I don't like the, 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 um, the, act, the the usual singer songwriter genre uh, formula, uh, not genre but formula, like the acoustic guitar and vocals. There 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 is something to be discovered there. Uh, for me personally, it's it's just not my thing. So I don't actually feel at liberty to judge this song because it it doesn't do anything for me. I'm pretty sure she's proud of it, and she didn't. She did a good job. She she sang well, and I the like Ashley said the. Um, the sound of the acoustic guitar is awesome. Sounds super crisp, right? That's a very good example of uh, the right amount of room reverb on the guitar. Doesn't mm. make it sound too artificial, but gives it a lot of space. Makes it... Mm. I th it was it a stereo recording? I think it was a mono recording or maybe just very uh, tightly panned uh, two mics with, an, with, with a nice touch of reverb. But to me, it, I, I, like I said, I don't feel liberty to actually judge this song because I don't. I, I'm, I'm not a fan of four minutes of playing guitar and just singing to it. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure enough. her fans like the song, and good for her. She's probably proud of it. She did a good job. Not just totally. for, it's just not for me. As as we've said many times, if you've released, if you've written, released, produced, recorded, whatever it is you've done to your song and you've put it out there and you're proud of it, that's enough. You don't need uh, us to necessarily validate how good your song is. So Hell fucking yeah. And we are basically just a bunch of idiots with microphones. So exactly. you do you, you are awesome. And like Ashley said, as soon as you release a song, you did most of the work that most people don't do. So yeah. You go. The last one was a song called Restless Heart by Tess Daniel. We drove a
Chris, do you want to start us off this time? What were your Hell thoughts yeah. on this one? Um, the first thing that I noticed is uh, her her voice does have this. What's the right? I I don't think I can find the right word for it. I have this uh, gutural. No, no, that's not the right. It has this like very. Um, it's very like throaty. It's kind throaty. of throaty. That's right. yeah, like this horror um, thing going on. And there, I think there is like there, there are a lot of singers uh, who do that. Like her, it's a yarling. Um, personally, I don't. I don't usually like it. But what I, but what it, what made it good for me was the the voice itself was mixed very much uh, like in in. Le at level with the other instruments so the so the main vocal wasn't the the focus of the song which is unusual these days because we like i earlier said we tend to like to enjoy the vocals loud and uh, it's what our brain and our ears want to hear right and it was mixed at level with the other instruments so it made it like another instrument and i found that very interesting and i wonder if that if that was a conscious decision to make the vocal not the to to put it in the foreground and 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 make it part of the arrangement other than that like the the whole like the arrangement itself was awesome so many vocal layers different singers different so many different instruments i liked it very much like that was a this is a song i think i wrote that in my notes that you need to experience on different systems, as in mm. uh, different headphones, sure. in the in the car stereo, in, like a usual stereo on a on a Bluetooth speaker. I actually I love me a song that keeps surprising me. Mm. So yeah, yeah, I I like that one very much. So it's odd because this is one of those times we rarely disagree, but this is one where I disagree actually. And I did like it overall. And what I really liked is um it's quite simple. Like the chords are pretty simple and stuff like that. So I like how quite a complex song has been layered up of what is a very simple foundation. I like that um a lot. But I've seen Tess sing live before and she has an incredible voice. Like it's got so much like just power to it actually live like she really can project her voice so well and it's so incredibly loud and i mean that in a good way like it really just carries like really well i've seen her live a couple of times at open mics and things um without mics and she just does a superb job because she can really carry her voice well but for me i actually thought I think it's because of what you said that you digged, where it's sort of mixed to the same levels as every other instrument i didn't like that actually I kind of, I guess it might be because I've seen her live, so I know how much more powerful and loud it can be than the instrument. But to me, it kind of just sounded odd, like muffled, <laughs> like it sort of blended in. And it's mm. funny because that's the thing you liked, whereas that was the thing I was like, no, I don't really like that actually at all. Um, <laughs> so you're just a I, basic bitch. I am a basic bitch. <laughs> but I do, I do like Tess's voice though. It's got this like almost gospely kind of feel to it it's kind of really deep and throaty and and mm -hmm. i do like it because it is different for sure um but yeah i, I so I, I wasn't a huge fan of the mixing also i do think it could have ended about 30 seconds earlier just a little bit punchier and uh, there's this outro that's sort of got lots of instruments that come up and stuff and she repeats the sort of title over and over and i kind of would have preferred it just to stop dead just to kind of shock me a little bit to be like well 
Stop finishing. Oh, okay. I, dude, I read that in your notes, right? And I was like, what, what is he talking about? And I listened to that song again and I tried to imagine that ending. Like the, the that stop. And I was like, hell yeah, that would have been cool. Like I, 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 I heard it in my head. Like, oh, oh yeah, that, that's the point where you could, could have just it could just like it could just build up build up build up then snap <clears throat> and i would have been like oh that was different like yeah and i, I kind of like that i like it when songs there are a few songs out there that do that where they sort of sound like they're building up to the outro then they cut dead and i'm like i like that because it makes you a little bit disoriented a little bit so sort of- tess please do a bpm port remix <laughs> with <laughs> with a with a with a snap cut at the end with a snap cut at the end, cut out the outro and just like reverb the, to the end out. So yeah. fade out. Nice. Then I'd be like sick. But no, overall, overall, I did like it. It actually reminded me of a Joni Mitchell song, um, which isn't a bad thing at all. So no, I think this was definitely the best song of the week. Uh, actually, without a doubt. Um, and it was one I'll probably listen to again because it was pretty good. But yeah. We just have differences of opinion on the mix, but that's perfectly fine and normal. And if this song works for you and you love it, that's also fine. So uh, <laughs> opinions are like assholes and all that. Yeah. And like we always say, you are wrong and we are right. Exactly. We are always <laughs> right. Now on BPM Pod, it's time to welcome our special guest. A little while back, I was trawling through YouTube looking for some unique covers of songs that I like. I like to do that from time to time to see what's out there. Uh, If there's some unique interpretations of uh, songs that I enjoy listening to, if people have been able to rearrange them on piano or guitar or whatever. And then I got thinking, I wonder if anyone has done acoustic versions of Genesis songs. And I typed in Genesis acoustic cover, I think, and up came this version of the song Mama, the Phil Collins-era Genesis song that is known for its laugh in the middle and its very sporadic, kind of sparse uh, instrumentation. And I thought, how the hell is somebody going to get this on an acoustic guitar? Well, I watched the video and was absolutely blown away by what I saw there. And uh, the guy behind it is a lovely French guitarist called Olivier Giry, and... uh, He has released a bunch of albums over his career, a good handful or so, and has been playing guitar now for a good 20 years or so, and is an absolute virtuoso. Really need to check him out if you're into this finger-picking style. So I sent him a message and asked if he wanted to talk to us two idiots on this podcast, and I'm very pleased to say that he said he did. So please welcome to the podcast, Olivia. Olivia, how are you doing? Thank you. Nice to be here. Uh, sorry, my English is average, so uh, I, I will try to be uh, It's my, fine. My English isn't good right. as well, so you are fine. <laughs> you will be fine. <laughs> good morning. So where, where, where are you? Where are you? Where are we talking to you from? Uh, I'm in France. Um, I'm, um, uh, I live in a little town called uh, Belay. It's um, next to... 
Lyon, not too far from Lyon. Uh, it's in the south of France, not not in the south, not uh, about the sea, you know. But uh, uh, you know, maybe Aix les Bains. There is a, a big lake in Aix les Bains, Annecy, not too far from 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 the mountains and uh, hmm. lake mountains. It's a, it's a nice place to live. You have you have what looks like the most cool background i've ever seen like there's a, just a guitar there i think you're smoking a cigarette there was some rock music yes. <laughs> it, it, you just look very <laughs> chilled <laughs> out <laughs> i can't i can't i don't know but uh, yes i smoke cigarettes sorry <laughs> no it's fine it's great you look very chilled very relaxed yeah yeah i try now i want to have a smoke and i don't have any cigarettes with me <laughs> yeah, no, i would like to stop to quit to quit smoking but it's Difficult and uh, but uh, sometimes uh, I smoke. Uh, not uh, sometimes I, you know I, I have a, a vaping machine too. I, mm. I use uh, I use mm. both. <laughs> the modern man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about your music and uh, stuff like that and what you've been working on, because I found you via YouTube looking at some clips there. And um, I, Chris, who is the co-host here, absolutely loves Genesis. And I saw, uh, I like some Genesis, but I'm not a huge mega fan, whereas Chris is. Um, and I saw a video that you did of Mama, but acoustic. And I was like, that's very weird i don't see that very often so um then i just thought well i will get in touch with you and see if you'll want to, if you want to talk about some of your music and what you do because uh your guitar skills are pretty good let's just Hell say yeah. that <laughs> Thank you so much yeah uh so i I'm, uh, began guitar when i was 20 and uh when i began uh, i was um looking for uh, <clears throat> I, I was composing and trying to uh, to express myself with the instruments but um, uh, some friends show me uh, uh, the, the first chords the uh, scales and things like this but uh, now um, when, when about the genesis about um, about the the cover of uh, mama it, it, this song is not guitaristic at all no it's, uh, it, it's a it's quite challenging, you know, to to yeah. um, to trying to uh, to cover a song like this. Because, um, for example, when Phil Collins say uh, sing, uh, ha, 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 you know, this kind of guitar um, uh, voice, uh, you, you you can't do this on a guitar. It's yeah, on, it's hard to translate into guitar, right? So you try to find a trick or a. Uh, a guitar trick to to recreate to to try to to approach the the idea of what he is doing uh, with uh, when uh, when he sing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I just uh, I just find a, a kind of guitar guitar shop, you know, a kind of slapping, you know, like a bass. And oh, if you recognize the song and. That's uh, that's the most important thing. <laughs> <laughs> but but he, he, I love to to uh, to cover songs uh, uh, sometimes that are not guitaristic because it's uh, more challenging sometimes to to um, try your your own way to 
to uh, to make it your own. Uh, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, it gets mm. its own like feel, right? Like you've there's a couple more you've done. Like you did Lionel Richie and things like that, and they're all they've all just got a different feel to them. Sometimes uh, one one of them uh, there is another cover I made uh, from Kate Bush uh, that is uh, Babushka you know the song mm-hmm. Babushka uh, yeah and but in in the same way the, this is not a guitaristic song so it's a uh, pretty very piano to... driven right what it's very uh, there's a lot of piano in there right I haven't heard Babushka yeah, in, no. a, in a long time but uh, uh, kind of. Uh, orchestration there is all oh, right it's it's when you play finger picking uh, on, on guitar you you try to to make uh, the, uh, the bass guitar you try to make it sound uh, the bass guitar the chords um, um, the, the melody and uh, you have to find the good way to make uh, to make it sound and it's uh, it's challenging Sometimes you, you, you try and you don't succeed. So, so, sometimes it's just uh, there is magic. And sometimes it happens, you know, on, on the instruments. And, uh, but you have to, to, uh, to reach out to... Uh, to uh, uh, it's, uh, but it's uh, hard work sometimes, and sometimes it's, uh, it's easier. So it, it depends on songs. And there is another song that uh, not guitaristic at all that I uh, covered. It's a uh, Van Vangelis. You know Vangelis? Mm. Mm. Yeah, hell fucking yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm a huge fan of uh, Vangelis. Oh, and, like uh, the, the typical Blade Runner stuff or all his other stuff? Love um, Chariots of Fire. Right. Um, you know, because uh, Chariots of Fire were um, one of my first em- emotional um uh, musical um, uh, emotion, you know, when I was young, <laughs> the first time I I, uh, I, I listened to uh, the Chariots of Fire, dun, 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 dun. Uh, it was a uh, wow, uh, it was magic for me. So uh, uh, this Vangelis uh, really touched me.
when uh, not not all his stuff, but very some songs like Abraham Stem um, in um, uh, in the Chariots of Fire soundtrack. It's a wonderful song. One of the, maybe one of the his best is the best uh, song I, I think. Uh, when I cover uh, um, Chariots of Fire. It's it's not guitaristic at all, but but it's it really sounds good on guitar and uh, well, it's uh, it was quite challenging too. Uh, but I'm happy. Uh, I was happy to cover this song. Really happy. Speaking of your like, when you say you 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 pick out things that aren't like very typical, and you have to find ways to interpret like sounds of a synth or of another instrument on guitar. Uh, You are obviously very creative when it comes to that. But what do you think of regular ass <laughs> uh, like guitar covers? Just picking out the chords and strumming and singing the main melody. Yes, but I'm not a great singer, so <laughs> okay. I let, I let, I let um, over uh, the over uh, who sing better than me sing. Uh, I'm not a great singer, so but uh, I love to. Um, I'm a finger picker, you know. I I, I make a finger style. So finger style is a is a you, you can do all kind of thing with finger style. In the past, I I, I have listened I have listened and I I'm listening uh, many uh, instrumental music. So I, I'm really I, I really grew up listening to many instrumental music. Because you also do your own music as well, right? You release your own stuff uh, under like the name uh, Armand as well, and you released some stuff not too long ago. But it's a little more jazzy, kind of funky and chilled, a little bit more sort of instrumental chilled guitar. What or who are your inspirations? Uh, there is many inspirations. I think in, in my, you know, I, I've made five albums, five, five different albums. My first one was uh, was it, um, a kind of maybe jazz rock and uh, um, jazz, maybe jazz rock album in in trio bass drum and guitar but very there was in this album also some progressive some progressive uh, music influences you know uh, i grew up listening to all kind of music including genesis My brother was a huge fan of Genesis, so I, I, I was listening to Genesis when I was young. At this period, I, I was more listening to uh, uh, 70s black music, Motown, things like this, but also classical music. When I, uh, um, when I was teen, I, I, uh, my friends were listening to The Cure, Uh, um, or bands uh, like this, you know, uh, U2, uh, uh, bands from the 80s. And um, I, I was looking for something else. So I, I was listening to Debussy sometimes, you know, Debussy, Claude Debussy, a French composer from the 20s. Uh, some jazz, and I was li listening to uh, radio and looking for, for new things uh, uh, that can inspire me, inspire me you know and um, yeah. but uh, my own music is a kind of mix of all I, I, all things I, I have listened maybe but unconsciously you know uh, uh, some some bands like uh, the Eagles uh, I, I love the, the Eagles you know Hotel California for yeah. me is one yeah. 
best album of all times. So, you know, the, the, all the album is, well, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's, in my opinion, it's only my opinion, but it's uh, Steely Dan. Uh, it was, Steely was, Dan. Uh, yeah, yes. it was well, oh, Steely Dan is a good example, example of uh, a band that um, mix all kind of music. You can see many influence uh, in, in their music, you know, jazz, rock, blues, um, sometimes country, um, sometimes world, sometimes there is many funk, uh, there is many, many influences. So I, I try to, to pick up all the influences, but just to appropriate uh, to myself and be creative and not to copy, you know, not to copy, but just do my own music with all these influences. I love, I love electronic music from Jean-Michel Jarre's two first mm-hmm. albums, Equinox and Oxygen, were oh, two great, great albums. I, My father is a huge fan of Jean-Michel Jarre. Yeah, yeah I, I, I really love his two first uh, releases. Wonderful. Yeah. You said the first album was, was very electric guitar inspired, very uh, jazzy, funky, and the second one was more acoustic. Is that like a conscious decision? Like now I'm going to make an album that is more acoustic driven or is that something that happens? Jesus Christ, I, I can see your smoke and I just really want to have a smoke right now. <laughs> this is sorry, awesome. No, that's, 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 dude, it's okay. Just do your thing, dude. <laughs> I'm just uh, sad I don't have cigarettes with me. Is that is that like a conscious thing you do? Like the next album is going to be more, I don't know, black metal. And uh, then you do black metal or uh, the next album. Or is that something that happens naturally? Uh, before I record uh, an album, I have, I have to, it's like I have a kind of preparation, you know, I, I have to prepare me. me. It's not an idea like this. It's a, it's a, I don't know how to, to mm. express, but, but you, uh, you, you do get in a certain mindset, right? When, when the record yeah. starts, so I, you haven't, yeah. you, what I gather from, from, from the things you say is like, you, you do have an idea where it's going to go. Right. And you, mm. you do tap into that. You're not just like, I'm hitting record. And whatever comes out of me, whatever bodily fluid it may be, I will record it. You have a basic idea and this yeah. is, right? So right. there are guidelines. And I like that. I like that. I like working myself. I like working in guidelines. And you and do a, that yourself, right? Yeah. Yeah. And there is another thing that I do with what I'm composing. So um, I compose much songs, much. Uh, I, have, I have a lot of composition. I have not recorded yet, you know. So mm. uh, sometimes I just uh, check check out my composition and say, well, maybe it will be cool to record this song. So uh, so uh, uh, if there is many um, much um, uh, acoustic songs, I, I'm I'm going to make more on an, an, an acoustic album. You know, I have to prepare. You know, uh, before to because uh, 
I, I love to record, but it's a uh, hard work, you know, and uh, sometimes you, you just get tired of, uh, wow, it's a month of uh, hard working to be precise, to, 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 to make it, to make it good. And I, I make myself the, uh, all the arrangements, all the instruments, uh, all the, um, um, and um, the mixing, the mastering, I, I do it all by, by myself. By myself, so it's a, it's a hard work. So sometimes I just, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> before we go anywhere and how you've been coping during this time now this could be quite difficult to explain because obviously we're based in germany and you're in france so the covid restrictions and what you can do and what you can't do and things like that are going to be a little bit different because of the differences between countries but how have you felt in the past year creatively has it been really good for making music for you or have you really been quite sad with the last year it, the, the pandemic doesn't um affect my creativity but it, it affects the wallet you know <laughs> it, yeah. and, uh, <laughs> there is no gigs and no uh, uh social um interactions you know so it's no it's it's a sad it's it's sad uh, and um, well many artists uh Make uh, are making gigs on, on the on the web, uh, streaming gigs. It's it's, it's um, maybe I, I I will do do that, but uh, I think it's not uh, very live. You know, it's not you. You can feel the same thing that that uh, if you are in a, in a gig place, you 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 can't feel the the people, the, the vibrations, the, the energies, I don't know, uh, you know what I mean? Earlier you mentioned when you started to learn to play the guitar, you were 20, right? Yes. yes. Dude, 19, dude when, when I started, I was 14. And in my understanding, that is old as fuck to start to learn an instrument. You started with 20. That's awesome, dude. I mean, I do have, I, I, I used to have a student that was... 63 but that i think that is one of a kind but with starting with 20 that's quite quite late for someone to to learn the guitar and i listen to your music dude you're you're awesome like you you play stuff that i i i don't have this kind of feeling for for this because i don't play the music you do right but for for starting with 20 dude you you have an awesome set of skills right was it do you think you have like a, a natural talent if if there is something like that? Do did you just like push really fucking hard and practice every day? No, uh, no, I, I I think I have some maybe uh, facility on, on, on the guitar. Maybe I think yes, I think 
we have a talent in life um, and mm-hmm. i think maybe guitar or, or mu- music is is a uh, yes maybe it's my talent maybe i have i found uh, my way and uh, the reason i am on earth i i see things like this you know why uh, we are on earth yeah um, i am here maybe for to make music and uh, i i think uh, yes I, i'm a composer i have so many feels there's so many uh, things to 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 give uh, to to people but uh, uh, so i i'm not a practicing all days uh, scales and uh, you know it's not I, 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 I did I, i don't learn uh, i didn't learn like 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 this it's not my, the way i i uh, i'm not a hard worker to you know to no 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 it's just uh, so everybody listen to this listen to this motherfucker from france right <laughs> i'm on this earth to play guitar i don't need to practice i'm just this oh, good, just good. <laughs> this is awesome olivier you are awesome I don't say that I'm, I'm I'm not practicing, but I'm I'm not practicing practicing as a um, automatically or you know it's just I, I want to spend good time on my guitar. I want to spend uh, um, yes, I want to spend good time. I don't want to to be bothered by by the instrument because I have to to make my scale perfectly, and I just, I just uh, want to be inspired. Uh, and I'm happy if I, if uh, some someone uh, told me that my music is is uh, beautiful. Just uh, it's nice. It's uh, uh, it helps me to to be better. You know, to to feel better, to to feel uh, peaceful, to feel uh, or to to um to, or to dance. You know, it's it's mm. good. It's uh, it's it's I make I make my job. Mm. You know, it's. Uh, But uh, the most important thing for me is it's, it's to feel. To you know, I, I would like people uh, feel the same thing that I feel when I uh, listen to music that really touch my heart and touch my soul. Not only my heart, but my soul. Sometimes when I I'm lis- uh, when I'm listening to some Blade Runner for uh, some track, I, I just uh, fly in the air. You know, it's a uh, And uh, it brings me really something very strong. So uh, I would love to to people when if, when people uh, listen to my music share the same the same thing. This is your time to promote and tell us what you're doing now and next. Is there anything that you've got coming up? Any music that you're going to release, or what are you working on now? Yes, um, actually, uh, I, I'm working on my apartment to, to <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's hard work too. But uh, no, uh, I would like to make another another uh, album this uh, this year. But I I don't know what kind of album. So maybe it will it will be a more acoustic album, um, more um, yes, uh, an acoustic album, I think. But uh, Because I have many compositions to to uh, to record, so uh, so. But I, I don't I don't know I don't really know yet. But but uh, I think maybe um, in winter or in uh, uh, in fall or winter, in winter I will record. But uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I will see. 
Thank you, Olivier. Uh, uh, merci, merci, Olivier. Yeah, merci. Merci, merci okay. beaucoup. Thank you so much. And thank, thank you for inviting me. It was a great pleasure. We're going to finish off now with a quick run through some things we've been listening to and submitting a couple of songs to our Desert Island playlist. I don't have much that I've been listening to this week. There's a song by a singer-songwriter called Bess Atwell, um, and she's got a song called Co-op. That's out now, and uh, here's a clip of that. Very dreamy kind of uh, ambient soft folk and uh, yeah I don't really have much more to say about it it's just a decent song nice little song um, and uh, yeah check that out if you get a sec and then another one I've been revisiting because it's a long-winded story to get here but I'm gonna cut it very short I was recommended by YouTube as I am so regularly the most random stuff ever because I have every ad blocker on possible, a VPN and whatnot. So they never know what to target me with, ever. It's quite hilarious, some of the recommendations. And one of them was the intro to something called Saturday Night's Main Event, which was an old wrestling show in the 80s, I think 84, which was a WWF as it was at the time. Now, I used to love wrestling in the 90s when I was a kid. Um, anyway, so I clicked this just to see what it was. And a song came on that I knew from Grand Theft Auto Vice City, which is still the best Grand Theft Auto. It's it's just a great game. Tommy Vassetti, my boy. Oh, it's so good. They just remake the game and keep the soundtrack. And but it's a fuck song. the helicopter section. Oh, exactly, that's true. In fact, any <laughs> flying in the early games is hard. Um, and he should swim. But aside from that. All right. Um, Annie Motion is the band, and the song is called Obsession. Now, if you listen to this and you want to dispute with me that this isn't the most 80s coolest synth sound you've ever heard, like, we're going to have an argument. Like, it, oh. it is, if you listen to the first 20 seconds, you'll be like, oh, yeah, it's the 80s, straight away. Now, and you can already imagine the montage it could be set to. It's so of the era that I absolutely love it. So that's what I've been listening to recently hang on because i listened to the 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 other song but i li didn't listen to the animation song let me do that in real time
just the first 20 seconds to the synth sound. Gated reverb on the snare. Awesome already. I love it. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. It has that, it's it's that, um, like that brass. uh, Like an orchestral sound. Oh, damn. Yeah, hell yeah. Like, it makes me feel like I'm in 1984. Like, it makes me feel like I want to snort cocaine from a hooker's ass. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been listening to before we uh, submit some stuff to our Desert Island playlist? I've I've listened to, like I just said, I've I've listened to the um the other song you you mentioned, uh, Bass Atwell, um because I was interested. I read your comment. Uh, was there a comment on? Is it is that the one that you uh, said sounded like um, um Lana Del Rey? It's no, one, that right? wasn't me. That, but that's I think they say that in the article. The oh right. It's, it was in the article, right? And I for me it was it was too too much like Lana Del Rey. I I'm not a huge I, I do have the uh album that uh, what's on there? Video games? I love video games. Mm. Not just the uh, things themselves, but the, the song from Lana Del Rey. So I listened to that. Uh, I like the song you mentioned. Uh but I listened to of course Akira Yamaoka after the masterclass uh, OSTs for every, anyone who's interested in soundtracks and noise stuff and uh, and horror games please 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 play the original versions of Silent Hill 1, 2 and 3 for PlayStation and PlayStation 2 respectively mm. you will love it, play it with headphones the, of, the graphics aren't of course not on point uh, in this day and age but the soundtrack, the sound design and you have to Put yourself into the times where it was released. You will love it. Mm. And the soundtrack still mm. holds up. It, it's awesome. Uh, other than that, I listened to Luke Million. Have you heard of Luke Million? No, but I checked the song out. And it's oddly, this is by complete coincidence, because we prepared this separately, got a very similar 80s vibe yeah. to what I was talking about earlier. It sounds like it should be on the soundtrack to the film Drive. I really like yeah, this song. Yeah. is an Australian artist who is super into vintage synth. Uh, like you, for all the people out there listening to this show who are into synthesizers, check out Luke Million, Million as in the like the number thing, the million. Um, he he has all the vintage stuff you could gush about, right? He has a Roland Tuner, he has Moogs, he has Arp Odysseys, and he he recreates since uh, 80 sounds uh, and songs on his YouTube channel every Friday. Uh, I think it was a throwback Friday or something like that. He calls it funky Friday. Funk, funk, geez, I need to check that out. And he recreates all the songs you love with the actual synthesizers. Uh, synthesizers. That's really 
hard word right now synthesizers <laughs> and it's awesome and he does original stuff one of them being uh, heard it on the radio the other one have you checked out arnold actually no no i haven't dude you should check out arnold from luke million it is he sampled uh vocal uh, voices and and and, and, and um, vocal lines from arnold schwarzenegger from one of his 80s workout uh, VHSs. Wow. Okay. And it's it is, fuck, it is fucking awesome because Arnold has a very distinctive voice, right? And the, the way he pronounces uh, words, right? And he like he put because I think in the original video he's like um, pushing up barbells or whatever, and mm. he's like, always like but up and down and up and down, and he put that into a beat. I guess it's and it's up. Out. <laughs> and, and, and every every other second it's like come on more energy go put more energy down up down up come on more energy down up down up down come on one more time before we go it's just time to submit our songs to the Desert Island playlist, uh, which is gradually getting filled up every week and is quite varied. Uh, so, as to sign off, and it was something that Olivia was talking about earlier, and that was Steely Dan. I love Steely Dan. Wonderful, wonderful band. Um, and I think once you've listened to them, you don't quite listen to music the same ever again. So, I am submitting the song Aja, A-J-A, Aja, uh, to the Desert Island playlist, a jazz funk rock masterpiece. Eight minutes long. I could listen to it on repeat forever and never get bored. Dude, I picked the song and I wasn't thinking about our, our, our French guest, but I actually picked a French artist this week for my Desert Island uh, playlist song. I picked Sit Matters with the song Obstacles. As our listeners know, I love them video games and I love the game Life is Strange. Have you played or heard about that game? I know of it. I've never played it. but We should play that together. Dude, okay. Everybody in the comments, let us know if Ashley and Chris should start a Let's Play channel. We should start a Let's Play <laughs> Twitch channel or something. Hell yeah, fucking yeah. And we will flash boobies for money because we are that. cheap. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine uh, with that. It'd be like Clueless Gamer. I don't play many games and I'm awful. So, oh, this anyway, is awesome. sorry. Cool. Um, Life is strange. It started out. It started out as a very like millennial hipster kind of stuff, right? The first it was released episodically, hmm. and everybody was like, "What the hell is this?" And then it suddenly because it was about teenagers and uh, high, college and everything, and then it started to drop some shit about suicide, bullying, drug abuse, rape. Holy fucking shit, everything you can imagine, right? And like it actually handled it very maturely. So it wasn't just like for, for shocking purposes, like, oh man, here's, here's someone who got hit by uh, some dude, right? Mm-hmm. It was very tastefully put in there and they, they added like a, 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 um, like a trigger warning. This, is, this episode of the game contains very serious topics. If you need help, seek help. This goes out to everybody out there who is struggling with mental health. Uh, you should always seek help. Uh, do it. You don't need to be ashamed of it. And this game handles this very well. Uh, the soundtrack is very indie, folky style. So usually the music <laughs> I don't like. But mm. Sid Matters, um, that's a dude who puts some synthesizers and keyboards 
in between his vocals and his acoustic guitar. And I love it very dearly. So that song goes definitely on my Desert Island playlist. Big, big thanks to this week's guest, Olivia Yiri, who was here to talk about his music. And uh, you can check out him on oliviayiri.com. There'll be a link in the description, along with links to the Desert Island playlist, the Unsung Heroes playlist, and the stuff we've reviewed too. You can always get in touch with us here at BPM Pod via Facebook and Instagram. You can also review us wherever it is you get a podcast. And the best reviews, they're not necessarily the best rated, but the funniest reviews we will totally read out. And we promised a free t-shirt, which I've now got to produce. So um, <laughs> that, that's good. But uh, you can get in touch with us however you see fit. We're always open to more music uh, as well. And so please let us know what, 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 what would be your picks on the Desert Island playlist. Totally. What are your favorite songs? Everything you can think about just comment on there let us know if my voice sounds weird or if Ashley's beard should grow out Uh, I need a trim on the next (laughs) episode we're going to talk to Natasha Jeffy I think is how you say her name she's a cellist a very accomplished cellist uh, and singer songwriter played with a bunch of bands uh, around the world and uh, she's going to be here to talk about that there's a lot of classical music and influence something we don't dig into very often so that's going to be interesting for sure this dude, uh, yesterday I was driving to a student of mine and I was listening to classical radio because I I thought to myself, dude, I need to listen to more classical music because I don't know shit about it. I, of course, I know Johann Sebastian Bach, of course, not personally, but I know of him, right? And I was thinking I should ask Ash if we can actively look for someone who is into classical music Your or prayers, who studied it. Your prayers have been answered. Ah, oh, dude. So, uh, hashtag blessed so yeah hashtag blessed hashtag thankful <laughs> hashtag i don't know whatever sunday vibes i don't know hashtag it's taken all, oh it's all rubbish um thank you very much for listening thank you chris as always thank you ashley stay safe out there everybody be nice to each other stay lucky and uh we'll speak to you on the next episode